and Tiny Voice Talks with me, Tabria Bono. And today, Tiny Voice is talking all about bringing the world into teaching. And I'm joined today by Krishna Snal, all the way from Amman. So welcome, Krishna. Thank you so much, Toria. Absolute pleasure to have me here. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, I'm so pleased that you're here, Krishna. So for all those that haven't come across you, who is Krishna Sanal? Right. So I am based in Oman, originally from India, born and brought up in Oman, and I am a teacher at the moment. But before I, um, uh, I started working as a teacher, I've had a few interesting jobs. Um, I qualified as a business graduate. I was an economics lecturer. I did some market coordinating, then I was an accountant. So I bring all of those lovely professions that I ventured into, dabbled in, into my teaching world. And so here I am. Wow. So you wanted us to call this episode Bringing the World into Teaching. Why? Because one of the things that um, I've learned over my journey has been that regardless of what your background is, regardless of what it is that you've done in life, if you decide to venture into teaching, you will carry all of those lovely experiences and those skills into the classroom. And believe me, they will be useful in some form or the other. You can think about the weirdest of jobs, the oddest of jobs, but there will be some value for it. Because let's face it, we didn't gain all of those skills just out of nowhere. We learned it from someone who taught us. So essentially there, every single person that we've come across did teach us something. So they were all teachers anyway. That makes so much sense. So tell me about your jobs and how that has equipped you for your time in the classroom. Right. So when I started off working, I started working as a marketing coordinator. That was my first job. And as a marketing coordinator, one of the most important things that I had to do was make phone calls and attend them. And regardless of how stressed I was, I learned that I have to present my voice and my communication with the person calling, or whoever it is that I was calling, had to be of a certain level. You've got to forget what's happened. You've got to pace your, your, your language. You've got to pace your, your voice. And being able to communicate that, that was a huge skill. And I carry that into the classroom, regardless of what, what my previous lesson was like, regardless of what my conversation with SLT was, regardless of what had happened with a parent. You enter a classroom fresh. You begin each hour fresh and you and you become this completely new person so that your your listener your your students are at ease and then they feel that they can they're able to connect with you so that was one of those little things another thing was being able to to get to your students you know you negotiate with your students you give them a right to choice to choose but then you also kind of steer them in a certain way because you know that's what you need for the lesson so i find this really useful that makes so much sense. So what else did your previous jobs equip you with in the classroom? Another job that I did was um, accounting. So as an accountant, I ended up making a lot of spreadsheets. And those spreadsheets help me when I look at things like timetables, look at ways of um, analyzing data in the classroom. So student mark sheets, spreadsheets, trying to see what the entire year group is doing. Um, what what areas are we... Um, what areas do we need to cover? What what are, what are the things? Which which part of the math um, curriculum, for example, is it that the students are scoring low at? What is it that we, we need to go over? So all of those tabulation things, the most boring of things, 
that the teacher has to do and probably the most stressful because teaching is quite fun it's it's the paperwork that really gets to you isn't it mm. so it's those things that were that are better handled <laughs> because you're used to doing something very very similar which is looking at spreadsheet after spreadsheet and trying to figure out things like budgets and trying to space stuff out apart from these two jobs for a brief period of time i was also into interior designing so um Getting those, getting an idea of what it is that the client needs, being able to look at, okay, does he really need that gypsum wall here? Does he need um, a refurbished uh, desk? Does he need, does this wall need plastering? Having, um, have, having spent a few months, it wasn't a very long job, it wasn't something that I carried on for a long time because it involved a lot of movement. And at that point, I wasn't ready to travel. One of the things that I realized was that aesthetics and just your surroundings, that has a huge influence on how you feel. So having space in your classroom, making sure that you have very minimalistic design, you just have the essential, it's not visual noise. Those kinds of things are things that I learned when doing the interior design job. I've got to be honest and say I never thought that interior design would actually aid classrooms, but it does completely. You're right, because I know that when children are in a classroom that's very busy, they get sensory overload. So that makes complete sense, Krishna. Absolutely. Even simple things like color choices or display boards and the walls and the curtains, just deciding whether you want to have a curtain or whether you want to have a blind, it makes so much difference. Considering things like getting natural light into the classroom, that improves someone's mood as opposed to using artificial lighting. So uh, I find that quite useful. Of course, considering budgets, considering school decisions, we may not have, a, have an opportunity to influence those things, but at least you know what it is that you would like or what it is that helps you. So even if you may not be able to really order the kind of curtains you want, you will be able to put a few chairs outside and let them work outside, for example. Yeah. Absolutely. So what I was thinking whenever you were talking about the jobs that you've had and the skills that you've brought to teaching is the fact that actually teaching is a job that involves a myriad of skills, which is probably why we're able to take on board the skills acquired in so many different jobs. Would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because everything that we know, whether it be driving a car or even um, being able to scrub the floor. We learned it from someone. Someone taught us to do it, didn't they? So all of those things, I mean, I, I, I le- quite recently I learned how to make um, chapatis, uh, which is a kind of a flatbread in India. And I found that, that those skills useful. When I was making dough, I was using dough and food coloring to make the planet Earth in year six. So just being able to squeeze those things, making sure that the consistency was right, and then getting children wow. to do the same thing. I know, it's, it's useful. It applies in the classroom. It really does. Now, you came into teaching later on as such. I mean, you're not incredibly old in any way, shape or form, but you came in later on. You weren't early 20s. Uh, um. Do you think that that's, that's enabled you to come in with a stronger starting point? Absolutely, because I think I bring those many years of experience into the classroom. I'm able to talk to my students, knowing fully well that um, 
they have a bigger world out there. There is a bigger world out there. There's not just one job that you can decide on. They are equipped to deal with many, many, many things, regardless of whether it was by choice or by circumstances. Let's face it, you know, we don't always get the jobs that we want, but we have to do things just to get by. So, and there's no shame in that. There's, it's all about survival. It's all about learning something new. So I think um, with age, you tend to realize that there's not just one way to live. There are so many ways and every little thing has, it, it enriches your life. It makes your life more colorful. Absolutely. So what would be your advice to those people out there that are thinking about teaching, but think, oh, I can't, I can't teach. You know, you've seen the messages on Twitter, haven't you? What would your advice be to them? My advice to them would be, it is an absolutely never too late. It is never, never, never too late. And regardless of what your background is, regardless of where you come from, regardless of what it is that you have been doing for all those many years, if you really think that you would want to have a go. And rem- and another thing to remember here is I started teaching and, and I love it and I enjoy it, but that does not mean that I have to remain a teacher. If you, Even if you decide to venture into it just for a couple of years, just to see what it's like, do it because it will change your life because you are talking to young people. You are spending your days trying to build them. You're, you're contributing to the world. You're, you are pretty much creating the future. And that will, that's an experience that is absolutely satisfying. So jump into it. Do not think about GCSE scores. Do not think about, uh, oh, I might have to repeat those things again. I did my, my, I had to retake my math GCSE just before I decided to be a teacher while I was working as a TA. So that's when I had to go back and I had to do that because I didn't have the, the grades that um, I required. I guess I was too bored in the maths classroom uh, those 20 odd years mm. ago. But so I, I did the math GCSE quite recently, just a couple of three, uh, three or four years ago. So it is possible if you really want it, just go for it. Don't worry about what ifs and why nots. Just just jump right into it. You've just said something really refreshing, Krishna, actually, which is that actually you're not making a choice for life. Years ago, people would go into careers and it would be a career for a, for a lifetime. What you've shared with us already is that you've had a number of careers and you're, as I said earlier, you know, not very old at all, early 30s, you've had a number of careers, but actually you've chosen to go into teaching. But even then you're saying, do you know what? This might not be the be all and end all career. I might not remain in it forever. Where do you think you got that mindset from? I was just having that experience of life, Toria. It's just knowing that um, there are no certainties in life. Like when I started marketing, I didn't enjoy it. I started off with it. I knew I was good at it. I had the scores. I was valedictorian of my class. But that is no reason. Just because you've put in five years of your life into learning something, into getting a degree, it does not mean that that's going to stop you. So never think of it like you're giving it away or you're throwing it away. Initially, that's that's the kind of um, feedback I got from the people around me. Oh, so you've, you've spent all those years, you've done so well for yourself, you're just going to give all that up and do something else. It's not about giving it up. It's about trying something else that you enjoy. Or maybe taking a break and then going into something else, just, just to feel refreshed, just to feel good. You can always come back. There, it, it, it does not, there's no statement anywhere in the world that says, just because you've chosen a profession, you've got to remain in it. I mean, I'm working with um, a teacher, um, a head of year, in fact, a head of training, who used to be a, sco- uh, a nurse in a hospital. And I know that she is the most um, organized and most efficient person when it comes to paperwork. 
And she ha- she gets even the most minute of details done, and she is absolutely spot on with it. And I absolutely love her for it. She's the one who did who organized my training, and she's the one who looks after all the CPD in school. And it's and she gets those skills because she used to be a nurse, and her her every minute of her time was spent in making decisions, making sure that the paperwork was organized and perfect. Because she knew that she had lives in her hand, so. Every job, regardless of what job it is, if you've spent your a couple of years doing something else, you will carry that. And so, and it does not mean that you have to stay with it. If you enjoy it, continue. If you don't if you feel like you need a break, go find something else. While you're talking, I'm imagining this suitcase. And in this suitcase, I'm imagining putting all the skills that I'm acquiring from the various jobs that I've done, you know, whether they are part-time jobs that I've done whilst studying or full-time jobs and I'm putting them in there and that actually that's what I'm bringing with me and then when I arrive at a job I'm able to take out those skills use them and really it's as you said you know I love that sort of bringing the world into teaching because that's what I'm doing you know I, I am bringing my world Toria's world into my teaching classroom all my experiences my myriad of experiences are coming in and affecting my practice and as you said you know the the person that who was a teacher uh, who was a nurse that's going to impact absolutely how she approaches it I'm loving this conversation because it's making me see things very differently I know. And it's not just um, jobs, even little things that you do in your regular life. So um, in the villages of India, we have a practice of putting ringoli, which is like a beautiful little design. It's generally symmetrical outside our house doors. And this is done, they're beautiful patterns, basically, created out of rice powder, white rice powder. And these days, you will find a lot of that during Diwali. People do a lot of ringoli designs outside their houses. So that's how it's famous today. But these things were done outside the house by women who's, who've never been to school, who don't really have a formal education, and they learned it from their parents and their grandparents. And um, I've learned it from uh, my grandmother. And when I, when I do that, it's a very therapeutic thing. So I, I, I enjoy doing that even in school when we have things like International Day, just showing students like, look, this is another art form in another part of the world. So regardless of all the different barriers that we create for ourselves, we are able to use them. We are able to inspire someone to be creative, to do something new, and the, which is why you know I really like that the, the the topic for today, bringing the world into the classroom. Yes, because it's it's about bringing our worlds into the classroom, worlds that we, the, you know, the worlds that we have created, that we are. Ex- in a sense, experts in, you know, if I look at things that I love doing, you know, I love arts and crafts and everything. And I have brought that into the classroom. I love creativity. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, and, and bring that into the classroom. So actually, I, I don't know. The part of me wants to tell the listeners to sit down and really consider their whole world and what they bring to their classroom, because I think they bring an awful lot more than they think they do at the moment. Would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. Every single one of us brings in a completely different world because we all have different lives. We've all come from different backgrounds. We have all learned new different things. So every single thing can be applied, can be useful to children. So powerful. Thank you. Really made me think now, Krishna, and I want to go and sort of write about my world now. That's that's my thing. That's what I'm going to spend the rest of the day doing, considering my world. (laughs) 
I look forward to reading that and some blog of yours, Toria. <laughs> yes, Toria's world. Um, so, Krishna, the question I ask everyone before I finish is this. If you could have been taught by anyone, living or dead, who would have been your perfect teacher? Hmm. Well, I think, um, does it have to be a real person or can it be a fictional character? It can be whoever you want it to be. Cool. In that case, I would want to be taught by Catherine Watson, who is a fictional character from the movie Mona Lisa Smile. So I think that Catherine Watson was an extremely brave woman, quite bold for her times. And this was in, this is, the, the story is set in the 1920s when uh, women did, some women did go to college and university. But even when they did go, they were basically trained to be good vibes. So Catherine Watson was someone who was bold. She wanted to change that. She made efforts in her classroom. She inspired students. She fought for what she felt was important. And that requires strength and belief, and that requires going the extra mile. And I have to say, that's one character that really inspired me to get back into teaching from whatever else it is that I was doing. Because I really wanted to tell the world that, no, you don't have to be confined to, to, what, to a certain role, to what the world expects of you. You are free to do whatever you want, as long as it's legal, of course. Um, go ahead and try it and do it and do what makes you happy. Don't try to fit your life into a box, a box that was decided by someone else. So Catherine Watson, for sure. And what a powerful message. You know, you're not confined to live your life the way others expect you to live it. And I think all too often we can live our life like that. We can tick those boxes. And what I love about you, Krishna, is that you have thrown off, you know, any confinement that might have been there and you've said no do you know what I want to do this I want to do this I want to do this and I want to absolutely expand my world as much as I can and get every experience I can. Thank you Toria it's something that I'm quite passionate about just live don't think too much just live and do it and you'll find how amazing it is. Oh you have been so refreshing to talk to Krishna thank you so much for coming on Tiny Voice Talks. Thank you so much for inviting me and giving me your time. Pleasure. Mm -hmm.